All right, what's up, y'all? It's the Life Partner Gang. We back at you again for episode four. I am James. I am Tina. And we are the Life Partner Gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> so we're here to talk to you about all the good, the bad, the ugly with relationships. She rolls her eyes every time I say that, but I'm going to keep saying it this whole season um, because there is some not so good, but there's also some ugly. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. When you okay. get that, fellas, thank you. Just say thank you and keep it going. So, yeah. We're here to keep talking to y'all about everything that that happens in relationships. And um, we want to share our journey, walk you through your journeys, um, and hopefully, like, get everybody on the same page about being life partners. Because through all of that good, bad, and ugly, there is a lot of beautifulness that comes from it. And we are in this together. Yeah. Um, We gang gang for life. And (laughs) we hope that y'all are gang gang for life, too. So this episode, really excited about this topic. Um, Are you? Yeah, I'm like super excited about this topic. Like it, it gets me like pumped up in the morning. Um, hey, <laughs> but on the on the heels of our last topic, which was kind of like about this, it was like the the um, the the pre the precursor precursor to it. Um, just talking about prenups. Now we're talking about finances and why is, why are finances important, my love. Because I suck with them. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even talking about you. I was just saying in general. Oh, yeah, because they are, um, like, the number one reason that marriages end. Yeah. Um, there are so many different people who, who, in relationships, marriages, life partnerships, whatever they are, over finances. Yeah. And a lot of times that's because of just poor communication about it. And then, two, just mismanaging things and not being clear about the decisions you're making so i already hate it here so um, so it's 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 gonna get really hot in here um so if you see my wife sweating (laughs) profusely it's because she sucks with money um she's gotten better at it over the years i will give her that but we're going to talk about it um you know we one of the things that we like to do is you know find comfort in having uncomfortable conversations um and i think this is an uncomfortable conversation for a lot of people Um, so, but if you can figure out how to have this conversation, honestly, with your partner, with your life partner, whatever it is, then hopefully you can, you know, find some solace in it and come to an agreement and and move forward on things. And learn. Yeah. And learn. That's the most important part. Just, you know, we fall short for lack of knowledge. So once you learn how to do better with money, it gets easier. Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, this podcast is tentatively titled. What do you do when your partner sucks with money? <laughs> F you, bro. Yo, these aren't shots at you, babe. I'm just, these are generic titles. I put on, I got a marketing degree. I just, I just, you know what I mean? I put it to use right there. Uh, um, but we're going we gonna to get into it. We're going to get into our history. We're going to get into like what we experienced growing up and our families, what we yeah. saw. Because a lot of times how you are financially can come from what you learned or what yeah. you, what you witnessed. Um, you know, from your parents or whoever brought you up. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then hopefully at the end of this, you guys learn something. Um, I hope. Or at least want to have the conversation. Yeah. Let's have that conversation. Um, I might learn something new about my wife and how she manages finances. (laughs) Um, I hope it's nothing that I hadn't already known, but maybe. Um, and then again, you know, let's, uh, let's chat about it. So if you're not following us, make sure you do that. Yes. Life Partner Gang on all your social platforms. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to us. Turn the notifications on. You need that bell um, ding, ding. when we drop that new <laughs> video. So make sure you're in the loop. You don't want to, be, want to be the last person to get these jewels that we over here dropping for y'all on these platforms. So um, check out Life Partner Gang everywhere. So 
to get into it, sweetheart, um, let's talk about what do you do when your partner sucks with money. And really, let's get into the history of it, though. Um, okay. So um, let's talk about your parents um, and and what did they do and how did that impact your view on money and relationships? Don't scratch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't <laughs> just just get comfortable. I would get you a drink, but, you know, we don't, <laughs> it's hot outside. So, so we don't do all that. my parents. So everything I learned or didn't learn about just how to have money or finances, you know, came from my parents and truth be told, like in my parents had me very young. They weren't the, um, they weren't finance gurus by any means. Um, and to be, to like not put like, not putting y'all on blast mom and dad, but y'all know. Um, I would say that they didn't really get like a good, grapple on their finances until after I was out of the house so I had already like graduated I was the first to leave the nest and they um things changed for them significantly after um I graduated high school which is amazing for them I just didn't get to learn <laughs> along the way yeah um so and it's a, just to back up I'm sorry to interrupt you sweetie um when you say very young, like they weren't even supposed to know what to do with money when they had you. No, and by very young, I mean my parent, my mom was fourteen and my dad was sixteen, yeah, so, so they were teenage. literal kids. Yeah, when they when they had me, I like to tell them I'm the greatest mistake they ever made because I know they ain't do it on purpose. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, they were very young, so they were like when we say we were still trying to figure out life when we had little James, we have nothing on them. They were literally. Not even aware of who they were themselves. So um, it was a lot of, you know, we moved a lot, a lot of like dead end jobs um, for my dad until he ended up in the military, which was amazing for him. And then now he's like a government employee. He's not in the military anymore. Um, My mom, my birth mom. Sorry, I have to, I feel like I have to clarify the two. She is a in-home child care provider. And then my bonus mom she is an, uh, she's going to kill me because I'm not going to get this title right. She's like a, a autism specialist um, for its, the local schools back home. So they are all, you know, doing well for themselves now. It just, and they understand the point. Um, they can prop, they can pour in the lessons of saving and investing and proper spending, like into my baby sister who's entering her first year of college. But when it was like me entering my first year of college, it was just like, okay, so I guess I'm going to sign up for every credit card they offer me because <laughs> I don't know. They told me I could, I qualify for it. So yeah. I'm just going to get it. I didn't have an understanding of, um, savings or how credit cards and credit scores worked um the only thing I knew that that I knew and I'm glad that they taught me this lesson early in life so um I and it's a major piece of how I feel we continue to thrive is that I knew I was supposed to pay my tithes so they got that right (laughs) I did but I didn't I don't feel like I learned anything about like budgeting or savings or just how like the credit system works or just the importance of being able to understand all of that. I didn't learn any of that until after I literally put my credit score in the toilet. Yeah. And then to be, to be fair on that too, um, I would say the way the schools are set up and the way the education system is set up, you aren't really taught how to truly do right by money. Yeah. At least, where we grew up at, Mm -hmm. where we went to school at and things like that. Right. So like, 
Yeah, you're taught about taught how to balance a checkbook and all yeah, of that. Yeah, you can but write like, a check. And who was really teaching you about the stock market, how you can make money there, and nobody. places where you should invest your money, or like becoming an entrepreneur? Like those types of things weren't available back then. It was like, oh, here's a checking account, here's a checkbook, here's how you balance it. Um, and then I think for, you know, from a f- family standpoint. It was like the basics, but it wasn't real like the real in-depth things like talking about credit right. and like for you, s- similar situation to me. Like you were the first college kid, you know, first generation college um, kid in your family. So same thing with me. Yeah. So my parents didn't know that there was going to be 15 credit card companies on campus as soon as you walk <laughs> into the first building trying to get you a credit card. It's and so wild. Yeah, it's predatory. And, and you don't have to have any credit to get it like you just fresh out all you have is a social security number and they will they give you a card. are literally offering you free subs in exchange for filling out this credit card application and you're i was 17 when i went to college so i don't even know if they were supposed to be approving this stuff yeah. i was 17 my freshman year so i wasn't even 18 yet and it was like freeze quiznos because you know it was yep. downstairs at the village quiznos, free yep. sub if you fill out this college app um you fill out this credit card application and you just 17-year-old Tina, oh, free food? Sign me up. I Should I not say the company? I'll say the company. City yeah. Financial. I swear, freshman year, I had like five different city cards. <laughs> Shout out to City. <laughs> five. <laughs> because I mean, they just kept approving them. And, it's so have, wild. Did you have a job freshman year? No. And no see, job, no credit history, no nothing. Right. And back then... At least first semester of freshman year, I didn't have a job either, but I'm still able to get a credit card. Like nowadays, as an adult, they you, won't give you nothing if you ain't got ten jobs and proof right. of this, this and that. But it's so crazy when you get into college, you fresh out. It's like they got specific cards. Like They're you know, waiting what? for you to we ruin your get, life. <laughs> you're gonna get at least fifty percent of that campus with these cards because yep. back then it was the um, you had the Macy's card. Yep. Macy's like, yo, you come here, we give you an extra 30% off this order. Come and sign up for this car real quick. It won't take no time. So So they they get you with that. So, um, and I would say, you know, similar, well, backing up, like background wise. So, you know, my parents were together from, they're still together. You know what I mean? So they they got together in high school, um, had me shortly after that. Sorry, guys. I don't know. <laughs> One <laughs> of the kids is sitting in Alexa announcement. <laughs> Our daughter's trying to talk to us through Alexa, and I'm not sure what she said. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, my parents were together. They had me. Um, my dad was in the Army, similar to your dad. He wasn't making any money. I mean, I think he used to say back then he was making, like, $500 a month. Um, and then my Sounds mom, right. you know, started working for the government. So we never had a ton of money. And I never, like, as a kid, you don't really know all the struggles. My parents, like, protected me from the struggles of what was mm-hmm. happening. Um, I would say mine did, too. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't have a bunch of in-depth conversations about this is what you should and shouldn't do yeah. with money. It was like you learn some of the things in school. Your parents teach you some of the things that set you up for when you become an adult. But that was kind of it. So when I... When I got to college, my dad, he was like, oh, so you ain't going to work your freshman year? Because I had saved up some money from working in high school. And I was like, nah, bro, I'm trying to chill. I'm trying to go to class. Like, I don't want to work. I've been working all through high school and going to school. I just want to go to I just want to go to class. He was like, all right. 
So they're sending me at that time, uh, they're sending me grocery money to make sure I have, I have grocery money or whatever. And I probably had a couple of grand, maybe like four or $5,000 saved, which I was just going to live off of mm-hmm. for the whole freshman year, I thought. <laughs> um, who snitched? I think my grandmother snitched. And like she was, she had access to my bank statements. So she saw it and she saw how much money I was spending. And I wasn't buying nothing but food, <laughs> but I'm just eating out all the time mm-hmm. and you don't really know like when it you're on your own so how quick it adds up and then you know you get in the credit cards and all of that so um but the one thing I did know from growing up with my parents and this is um probably probably how I am in our relationship my dad was always tight mm-hmm. when it came to money and like again they shielded me for most things but I like you can see it. I could see certain things, and then I would hear certain things because, like, you know, I'm always the type that pay, pays attention to everything, even if I don't say nothing. So um, I can remember my mom took took me shopping, me and my brother shopping one time and bought us, like, a bunch of clothes or whatever. But this was, like, just an off-kilter kind of shopping uh, journey. It wasn't, like, beginning of the school, school year or Christmas or nothing. She just wanted to take a shopping, and we didn't have no whole bunch of money. And I remember them getting into it later on about it and my mom's like basically like negro i work like i i, I can i can go buy my kids something if i want to and I, maybe they were saving for something yeah. and i know how my dad is like when he's in that mode of like this Working is what we need to do work yeah. towards this goal if you deviate from that plan he will get tight so they went back and forth and i could just i thought then like man like yeah if you ain't on the same page with your with your, with your partner your spouse about money then things can go left. And I mean, it didn't, it was like a little spat that yeah. night and it was over it the next day. Um, so then I fast forward and I, and I would see, I don't think my mom was, she's not how you are when it comes to money. She at least makes sure the bills oh. is paid for. <laughs> well, first. I do now. <laughs> you are, let's have fun first. Let's pay the bill second. That's uh. how you was when I met you. My mom wasn't, wasn't like that, but she still felt like if I work hard for something, I should be able to get it because I have the means to do so. So, I viewed money like, okay, you know, if you work hard for it, you should try to keep it. But at the same time, I also had a little bit of my mom in me like, well, damn, like I'm working. Like I want <laughs> to spend this too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't want to just, just be working and working and working and never having fun with the money. So, right. but the one thing, one thing I did pick up on, and I hear this a lot from married couples and I want your thoughts on it. Um, and it's about accounts and having joint accounts or separate accounts and for me, my parents always had their money. It was one pot. All their money went into the one pot, and they just worked from from that. But now, like I see, there's a lot of people who have separate accounts who will never mix their money with their spouse for whatever reason. They don't trust them. They don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the reasons are, there are people who are like that. Um, so with your parents, um, did they have joint accounts or separate so accounts? So they had both. Okay. They had joint accounts and then they each had their own separate accounts. Um I but yeah, they definitely had both and it would it was like similar to our situation um where we have cuz we have we have both. Right. We have joint accounts and then we have our own individual account and I'll just speak to myself like we initially when we got married, we were going to go all in on a joint account and I'll spill my own tea as to why we didn't. I owed back. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I flick him off when the kids are around. He knows what it means. 
Yes. So, um, I owed back. Was it back taxes or was it my ROTC it was, scholarship? It was Uncle Sam. Whichever one, because they all it go was to both, the government. Actually, I <laughs> owed both. back taxes and I had to pay back my ROTC scholarship, and I defaulted on the payment plan that I had set up with them. <laughs> so they garnished my checking account literally like right when we were in the process of sh- uh, setting up our joint account. And he was like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't do no. it. <laughs> can't do it. I'm boss. not doing it. Pineapples. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not setting up, you know, joint account with you. Cause then they go see that and they just going to take everything. So whatever you got over there, let them take whatever they're going to take. And we will keep everything else over here in this bank account. Um, I've since, uh, paid that situation and handled it the we, way it we needed. squared you off Uncle <laughs> Sam just in case you're wondering my boy the way it needed to be so now we have joint accounts and individual checking accounts and I'm okay with that because with the joint account you know we can make sure that um, household is taken care of if any emergencies or whatever are taken care of and then in my personal account I really, especially right now, I'm not doing a bunch of like shopping or anything anyway, but if I wanted to go out and do something for him or surprise him or gift, get him a gift or something, it's hard to surprise somebody when they can see every transaction that you've made. That's true. Or for him to not, or for me to not get on his nerves every time because I'm going to Starbucks five times a week because that's what I want to do with my leisure money. So... That's what we have our separate accounts for, but we use the joint accounts to make sure that all the bills, the kids, you know, emergency, like we have, you know, savings and all of that stuff. That's what we use that for. But I do believe that just having a separate account on the side will give you just a little bit of peace. Just a little bit because you, you're not like, oh my gosh, if she goes to Starbucks one more time, oh my gosh, how many times is he going to go to the juicery this week or just let people live. It's, you know, you work hard. You want to be able to do what you do with your own money without somebody breathing down your neck every five minutes as long as home is taken care of. So go ahead. Do it. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's the most important piece of that is because I think for us it was like, all right, let's like I don't want them to come and take because at that point I'm like, all right, what other things does she might have? <laughs> like I'm thinking there might be more skeletons in the closet that I don't know about. <laughs> so like they just might come and take all the money permanently. So um, and we already had separate accounts, so it wasn't like yeah. we went and created separate accounts. It yeah. was like, all right, let's just keep these accounts we had separate, separate and then create and then let's we'll create the joint accounts, but then let's take care of what we got to take care of just to make sure that we can put the money in the joint account and it won't be no issue. Because the one thing you do find, and I guess I didn't notice going into it, was um, when you marry somebody. Most of the time, whatever financial situations they have comes to you. So Mm -hmm. in that situation, there were like some forms and things that they were saying, well, you could like, you know, go and um, file this and that'll protect you in the future. But at that point, they had already taken our tax return. Mm -hmm. So it was like they had already taken the money. And if you know anything about the government, when they take your money, you don't get it back. No, that ain't how it works. No. Um, it's gone. So it was it was gone at that point. So it was more so like, all right, let's just make sure we protect it in the future till we take care of it. We took care of it. And then I think the um, the accounts work um, the way we have them. I think what helps them work is knowing what is going on. So like if you if you have a budget in your household, you have goals you're trying to hit, you saving for a house, a down payment, a vacation, you're trying to pay off debt. Whatever those goals are, as long as everybody is clear on what those goals are, mm-hmm. 
ultimately the accounts shouldn't matter. I think when they do start to matter is if you're deviating from those goals and one or the other person doesn't know why, because they expected you to be putting money somewhere yeah, or saving something and you weren't, and you weren't doing or that. I've heard conversations or seen social posts where like from married individuals that are like, you know, I don't have money to do this, that, and the third I'm broke, but husband is like out buying the new PlayStation or something. And it's like, so you, it's clear that somebody's making significantly more money than the other. And it's like, well, wait a minute. How you broke when you got a whole partner at home and like, granted, you know, back when we first got married, of course you were making like far, far more money than me. And even though we had separate bank accounts, it was never a moment where I was like, I only got twenty dollars in my name until the next time I get paid. Like that's not. Yeah, because <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not how that works. Like, yes, we have separate accounts, but it's not like I. I just my money is your money. Yeah. Your money is my money. Right. Period. Um. So I, yeah, I don't understand that either. That never vibes well with me because it's like that's when I feel like you are in. You going back to the the business of relationships? Yeah. That to me sounds like an arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> when one person has money and the other person doesn't have any money, but y'all call yourselves together, married yeah, in a like, relationship. Yeah, like what y'all doing? Nah, like mm. that just doesn't sit well with me. And I think if that's if if people have separate accounts and that's the type of like situation that they're in, then something is wrong in yeah. my mind because you know, regardless of whichever one of us is making more money. Like, I don't look at it that way because it's, it's our money. Yeah. Like, the decisions we make are our decisions that we're going to make with the money. Right. Regardless of if you're making more, if I'm making more, and if it's in my account, your account, the joint account. Right, because it's, it's my it's account. Pool. My joint is my individual account, and technically your name isn't on it, but you know my PIN number, you know, if you need something. Yeah. And for whatever reason, my a card is the only thing you had access to at the time, then you know, whatever, but it's, I don't know. That's always been strange to me. Like, how do you have a whole husband at home and you broke? Yeah. I, that's never really gotten, I, that's never made sense to me. I think the other thing, and I, again, everybody's situation is different. So I, I'm like, I, I try to understand it. I get it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, even like the completely everything separate thing, has still never really made sense to me. Yeah, and I mean, because I, I guess at that point, it's like how do you, maybe they have the bills split like a certain kind of way. Because I know like when we, when before we even got married, like when we moved to Arizona, it was like you were taking care of the rent. I was I would help with the utilities once I started working. And then like that was just kind of the understanding. Um, and then when we built the house, of, of course it was kind of, kind of understood that like you would take care of the mortgage because I couldn't pay the mortgage on my salary. But it was like, I guess y'all just have like assigned bills and y'all just make sure that you pay your assigned bills and then you just go on about your business. I guess that's how it works. Yeah. And I think for me, because that's not what I saw and what yeah. I experienced from my parents growing up, like my view of how money and relationships should work was different. So when I would first hear about experiences with friends or colleagues who it doesn't kind of, sound like a partnership it doesn't like but i don't like i don't want to judge it because i yeah, understand like yeah. you know sometimes for whatever reason you might have that situation but like for us like it's never really been that way where it's like all right well my money's over here your money's over there like 
these bills are yours, <laughs> these bills are mine, and like don't come into this pot. Right, or, right. Nah, it's like it's the money. Yeah, it's I, I mean we kept it separate just so the government wouldn't snatch it initially, but it was it was made available yeah. to me. It just the government, I couldn't put my name on it on that account at that time. Um, I don't know. I just even now, like I don't even feel like we have like a a bill arrangement. It's just the bills get paid, everything we the bills get paid, the ties get paid, and stuff goes to savings. It's yeah. I mean, I don't. It's just always been yeah. the way it's been. Yeah. So that like there has been no real reason to to change it now. I mean, now that you're approaching sugar mama status. <laughs> you're going to stop um, calling me a sugar mama. <laughs> now that we're getting there, maybe we need to re- revisit the situation. And, you know, maybe you can start paying revisit the bills. These. But you know where my eyes, what are, I ain't doing nothing but putting money in the savings account. And you know that. So. I know. I mean, no. Uh, you're right. All right. So then on the backdrop of that, do you think it's selfish if a person doesn't want to mix their money with their spouse? Kinda. <laughs> like, <laughs> what you mean? Your money is your money and my money is like, huh? I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like if we're supposed to be in life, doing life together, there should never be a situation where I'm like in a financial bind or struggling to pay something if my spouse can help help me afford it. Now, I'm not saying that you have to put the name on it, your name on it or full on assume it or put your name you know, on an account to where the government would be able to take it from you, but you should be able to help me pay it. I agree with that. And I think just playing devil's advocate to the situation. So what if a person is like, okay, I'll help you. But then they say that you got to pay them back. Cause in this situation, their money is separate. Pay so they, you back in what? Like they, they look at it like giving no? you a little. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they, they probably look at it like, like giving you a loan, right? <laughs> so they're like, all right, you in a bind, I'll pay you back. I mean, I, I'll hit you, I'll get you out of it, but you owe me that three that three bands I'm you giving you. You absolutely married the wrong person because what? <laughs> <laughs> like my mind right now is like, you lo- you loaned me a what? I'm your wife. I'm just, that's how some people yeah, think. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can't subscribe to it. I ain't doing it. Right. But see that right there, that's why it's important to have these, these conversations, conversations up, up front. front so you know before you get into the mix with somebody. Cause that right there breaks somebody up. Like, oh, that you ain't gonna help make me. My head spin or like off. Or the other person might be like, What you mean I gotta pay you back? Like we we in this together and I gotta pay you back. But that person might be like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving you three three grand to fix that. I need that back, homie. <laughs> that's exactly what you are, a homie, not a spouse. You're a homie. What? No, I, I, I could not imagine the day that you fixed your life to tell your mouth to tell me that I owe you some money back. Nah, I couldn't do that like that. That just doesn't make sense to me. That wasn't that's not how I was raised. That's not what I believe in. I don't even get upset these days, but I would snap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I think. It's it's hard. Like I'm trying to understand the point of view or perspective of somebody who yeah. may feel like that about their money. Because I mean, look, there are some people who really, really care about their money. Yeah, and they want to protect it at all costs. And even getting married to somebody, like they still like, oh, I love you, but my money is my money. So let's make sure that 
I'm protecting it at all times. But I think for me, that just, it comes across as selfish. Yeah, and me too. I, I wouldn't want to be married to somebody who, who would be like that. And I definitely wouldn't want to project that onto somebody that I'm with either. Yeah. All right. Um. So then the next question I have for you then, you know, just going through this whole journey of, you know, what do you do when your partner sucks with money is like, do you think if you're the partner that is good with money, is it your responsibility to teach your partner how to be better with money? Yes. And, and not fully your responsibility, but I think part of being somebody's spouse, life partner is you're supposed to be their helpmate. You're so, you know, when one of us gets better at anything, it's better for both of us. So yes, I feel like it was on you to, because speaking for myself, it was on you to help me be better with money. But at the same time, it was on me to want you to help me be better with money or to want to learn from you. Because you have to be willing to receive the help in order for it to be, you know, productive. So, yes, I I think it would have been absolutely crazy for me to be as bad with budgeting and everything as I was and you to be so good with that and not to pour that into me because – at the end of the day, I'm in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why wouldn't you want me to be better at being in your pocket and how I'm managing the money that's in your pocket? So, um, yeah, I do. I, I mean, it's a two-way street, but the stronger person should absolutely help them get up to their level. Yeah, and I agree with that 100%. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to, to money, just everybody – Everybody isn't good with it. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to get to a place where you are like responsible with it. You make the right decisions. And that's just for yourself. Right. Then when you add a spouse, children, there are all these other things that come with that. So um, I do think if you've made a decision to be with somebody and if you are the one that's good and the other person isn't, then you have to figure out how to pull that other person up. Right. Um, to your point, the other person needs to be um, accepting of that help. And if they aren't, then that becomes a tough conversation of like, all right, like, is this thing even going to work out? Right, then Because, yeah, what you doing? <laughs> and, if, and if we can't get the money right, we ain't never going to be right because you're going to be struggling through your whole entire existence with each other if the money situation isn't right. So very true. Um, I do think you got to you got to figure out ways to, to help with that. And I would say, like, for us, um, you know, what what helped in the beginning was just, again, having those uncomfortable conversations because... Well, yeah, because after the whole, the, um, what was it called? The garnishment? Yeah. Like, he just, he made me pull everything. <laughs> to pull, yeah, I like, to see the credit report. <laughs> credit report. He had to everything see everything. So it wasn't even, like, he didn't even give me a chance to not tell him about anything else. He was like, nah, what you got going on over there? And then from there, it was like, okay... How do we pay? How do we handle? How do we? How do you have these conversations with these creditors? Because I'm when I I, done, I maxed out like every credit card, all the store cards, every everything was just like it she, was gone. she maxing out and abandoning like she was just like <laughs> she oh was, yeah it was gone no it was just like limit? whatever all right cool on to the next one <laughs> um and it's like you know the 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 crazy part was like I haven't always been good with money either like I've I've made terrible decisions and things that I've had to pay for in my past when it came to money too. But I think going through that, it made me much more diligent. Like yeah. when you get to a point of you being flat broke, like I don't, f- I don't really fear anything in life, but if there's one thing I fear God, 
But if there's one thing that I don't ever want to feel again, it's the feeling of being broke because it ain't fun. People could tell you money ain't everything. Being broke is not fun, people. Like, no, I don't, it's yeah. not. So, like, when you have that as the backdrop of not wanting to ever experience that again, it's like, all right, now how do I go about making better decisions? Like, what are some of the things that I should be doing? So, when it came to us, it was like, all right, let's let's – Let's have the full story. What's mm-hmm. on the credit report? Who do you owe? How much do you owe them? How long have you owed them? <laughs> like, does it make sense to pay that off? Or has it been going on for seven years now and it's about to fall off your credit report anyways? Yeah. Um, knowing that, having gone through my situations in the past, like knowing that a lot of times when you owe people money, you can actually have pay that debt off for less than what you owe. Yeah, if and you, get them to delete it. Yeah, if you answer the phone. Like us, you know, we we when we owe somebody some money, we ducking and dodging the phone calls. We change your name to don't answer. <laughs> um, but a lot of times... <laughs> a lot of times they're willing to settle for like 20%, 25% yeah, of what you owe them. something. Yeah, so it's like being willing to have those conversations. But if you're like... I don't think she knew a lot of that I did. when we were we were talking about these things. So like educating her on those things and then like putting a plan in place to say, you know what, like, all right, let's go do this, this, this and this because we want to be able to make better decisions. Because yeah. um, like back then when we built when we built that house, that was right after we got married. So yeah. we went and put the money down to build the house like within a month of getting married. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's September. Yep. Um, but we ended up buying that house just based off of what I made because yeah. your credit was in. I couldn't put my credit on the house. Dire the house situation. You know what I mean? So it was like. Hold on. Yeah. So when we, when we got that house, um, it was a, a great accomplishment for us. We built the house from the ground up, but you know, because we were just fresh into our, our, our marriage and we hadn't got your credit in a great situation yet, you know, we couldn't have, your name on the loan. On the loan. You know Be clear. Saying? My name was on the deed. My name was on the deed. Um, <laughs> Texas is, yeah, I mean. It wasn't on the loan, but it was yeah. on the deed. Name was on the deed. <laughs> wasn't on the loan. If it was on the loan, you know, we probably could have qualified for even more than we yeah. did qualify for. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we got we got the house we wanted. We built it. That was our, our dream house for our family at that time. So, um, but it just goes to show you like how important these things are and the decisions you make when you're younger, mm-hmm. you know, can ultimately impact you later on down the road. So um, it's just been that like just us educating each other when it comes to money and finances and having talks like there's been multiple times where she's been like, yo, can you sit down and just because I like she'll she'll do something or something will pop up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we've already talked about this before. Like, why do you keep doing these things? And she'd be like, all right, I need you to sit down. And, like, we need to do a budget spreadsheet so I know what I can and can't do. Because she's very much, like, she needs to see it on paper. I need it in black and white. Like, right now, we have some very aggressive, like, debt payoff goals for stuff because we're for something that we're trying to do. And I'm like, okay, I need to know what I need to be saving, what I need to be paying, and what I need and what I can you know, have fun with if I decide to shop or whatever. Like, I need it in black and white so I know that this is my limit because right now I have more money, access to more money, you know, from my income standpoint that I've ever had in my life. So I'm like, I want to buy some shit. (laughs) Yes, and and this is the thing, right? So for those of you who don't, she she posted a, a TikTok before. It was about like always having boxes, like Amazon boxes or whatever outside your house. 
and it was a joke, but that shit wasn't really a joke. Like, <laughs> and granted, she doesn't buy all of it because she's an influencer. We get a lot of packages. When I, I promise you, seven days a week, there's at least a box or multiple boxes outside of my crib. A box just came. A, a box ago. just came in an intermission we had with y'all a couple of minutes ago. Um, so there's always stuff coming. And then it's like, she does have access because, again, you know, she's she's approaching sugar mama status. So <laughs> she's making a lot more money than she ever has before. So that just means, oh, man, it's, I got to buy some shit. Like, I just, it can't just sit in the account and accumulate. Like, I need to buy some shit. And I have been very good because, like, we're not going anywhere. So it's like, in my head, it's like, okay, like, stop. Like, why are you going to buy clothes and stuff if, you know, you're not really going to wear it? Or not be able to go anywhere, but at the same time, like, I've lost a bunch of weight, none of my clothes fit, and I still have to be able to take photos and stuff, so it's like... Yeah, 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 but I'm supportive of that, so don't don't, don't allow all that to just cloud well, Don't act you. like I have just been around here recklessly shopping, because you then, know I have And then what she does, too, because there are so many boxes that come from brand partnerships, she tries to mix in the shit that she's actually buying with that, so Duh. I can't tell the difference between what's what. So it's like, all right, man, like, come on, bro. <laughs> And then, so it, it's things like that, especially when you pay attention to the money, when you see like all these boxes coming to the crib and then like my wife and I'm sure fellas, if your wife, if your wives are anything like mine, when they order something, like when I order something, I buy something, I order one of those things because, and my, and my, and I lose weight all the time too and all of that. She orders like three and four sizes, which isn't the problem. The problem is I forget this in the she back. don't send the shit back. So then we stuck with three or four sizes <laughs> that don't fit. I have been sending them back, though. No, because I've been going to the post office. They've been getting sent back. But I package them up. But historically, you. if you go back to our house in Texas, when we moved out of that house, I, we had a whole little closet that was, I called it her junk closet. It was all shit that she's bought. That was she was supposed to send back at some point and never Going did. Going to the post office is hard. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so this is why you gotta you gotta be tight with them when it come to money because if you give them the freedom, oh. this is what they do. They just being wasteful. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> bringing it all the way back, um, that's why it's it's really important to to have these conversations to to make sure you're on the same page. And if one person is kind of veering off figuring out how to reel them back in. So like establish some sort of budget you can use. Yo, there's so many free tools out there today. Yeah. You could use Sheets, Excel, Mints. Like there's a million apps that will help you with budgeting if 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 that's, you know, what you need help with. Um, the conversations are important. Even the goal setting piece, like a lot right. of your banks now, like we bank with Bank of America is one of the, one of the banks we have. Like Bank of America allows you to set goals financial goals within the your app. account. They even have like a new budgeting. Yeah. With you could, like a widget within the app. You can now. go in there and I probably shouldn't have said y'all name because y'all ain't paying me to say it, but <laughs> I did say it. You're welcome, Bank of America. But you can go in there and be like, yo, we want to go on vacation in July of 2021. Yep. And we want to save $5,000 towards that. And then they can help you track your progress to getting towards that, that monumental goal of, you know, a $5,000 vacation or whatever. So um, the communication has to happen Use whatever tool is necessary. And then, like, I have, we have some friends who have, like, weekly. And this is funny because um, I ain't going to say their names. But one of them is, like, she's like a CFO or something. Like, she's really high up <laughs> in finance at her company. And I know her and her husband. I'm cool with both of them. Like, they sit down and have weekly budget talks. 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about money with you weekly either, because then I'm gonna start to keep. I'm gonna just start calculating all these boxes that's coming to the house. <laughs> um, but they sit down and have weekly budget talks. So every relationship is gonna be different. So you got to do what works best for, for you your relationship and your relationship. But if you aren't talking about it, like that's a recipe that's for disaster. Um, so you got to talk about it and truly put a plan in place. Like even if like establish that budget, establish you know what a lot allotment of money every month you're going to use towards paying stuff down, paying stuff off. Cause you can't just wake up one day and decide you want to pay stuff off, especially if it has a high balance or whatever you gotta, you gotta pay, pay on, pay down, pay off. Um, snow, the snowball debt pay down, um, yep. method methodology really works. Um, but you gotta truly put a plan into place to make it happen. And, Sometimes it means sacrificing and shopping less or spending less money on eating out. Like if, especially right now, myself included, if you just pause and take a look at how much money you've spent on fast food, food delivery, whatever you want to call it, and you can just stop, pause, and force yourself to cook more, you would be surprised at what you could do with that that money that you've been spending on eating out. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's taking note of little things like that and being really intentional about getting stuff paid down, having the tough conversations with your partner and with your creditor <laughs> <laughs> and just and just really taking a hold of it. And it's like now that like. um, Like for the first time in my life, I'm about like I I'm about to be in the 700 club. We're waiting on one more thing to clear up that we just paid off. But. I ain't never had a 700 credit score. And you might actually, with that, you might get to the eights. Yeah. So it's like, now that I know what to do, not only, you know, is it important for me to to have learned this lesson, I have to make sure that my kids know early, especially my girl, like what to do with money, what not to do, because... um. The earlier those conversations start, the better. I don't feel like we should have to rely on schools and the outside world to teach them those lessons. Those le those lessons should absolutely start at home. For sure. So, um, hundred percent. I think that, and that's the biggest thing that you know I feel like we can take to instill in our children is um, everything that we felt we either didn't get from schooling, formal education, or even you know at home. And that's not to say like my parents did an excellent they did the job. Best that they you know could, what I mean? They did the best that they could, and um, certain conversations we just didn't spend enough time on, mm -hmm. um, but they didn't know that. So it's just taking that and making sure that we're doing the right things with our children so that they with know them. they understand early on. So yep. like, you know, we've always said, you know, when they hit 17, 18 years old, like we did, we both went to college at 17. Um, Pooh will probably go to, yeah, he'll be going this to college at 17 too. Um, if but he chooses. if he chooses, cause we want him and all of the kids to have the choice. Like, do you want to go to college and, and further ed your education or did mommy and daddy do what they were supposed to do and, and set up a couple of family businesses so the mm -hmm. shop can come in and take care of them. Come and or run do you want to start your own and we can help you invest into that. We want to give them the option because we do understand that college isn't for everybody. Right. Um, so we want to, we want to give them the option to, to flourish in whatever way is going to be best for them. You know. And give them the knowledge at home so that they can make the best decision for them. Because yeah. even if you go to college, like, you know, we all agree that the first two years of college are bullshit anyways. Like, you're not <laughs> learning anything that's actually going to help Math you. Math and English. Like, you just did that in high school <laughs> for the last four years. So giving them 
the the knowledge of things that they should know that's going to help them be better adults and productive yeah. citizens, I think is what's important. And finances is, is, is one of those it's things. It's huge. Like if you can get that finance piece early in life, because um, my roommate at the time, Sonia, she was always good with money. Like from the very beginning, I don't know why I didn't take in some of that earlier on, but she was always good with money and it, it showed in everything that she did. She was always very, very good with handling money. So shout out to Sonia and Miss Sarah for making sure that she was good with money because the sooner you can learn that lesson in life, the better. Yeah. Why was it, Why weren't you drinking the Sonia water? I don't know why I wouldn't listen to her about money because she used to try to tell me I was just hard-headed. Yeah, so. You know I was hard-headed. It took me forever to listen to you. That's facts. I can't <laughs> disagree there at all. Um. So, yeah, Um. I think this was a good conversation about finances and what do you do when your partner sucks with money. Um, if you are in a place where you are bad with money, just understand that that's not the end all be all. You can recover from those poor financial decisions, preaching to the choir. You absolutely. just got to do the necessary work. You got to have those tough conversations. You got to be willing to sacrifice, you know, things that you consider fun, you know, to, to, <laughs> Sorry, one of our daughter just yelled something crazy. We don't know what it was, but proceed, babe. <laughs> we told them to be quiet and they're not being quiet. Sorry. Right <laughs> you got to be willing to sacrifice a little bit to get yourself out of the hole. Um, and that sacrifice can look like a number of things from spending less or shopping less to picking up an extra job to creating a side hustle doing something to be able to have the additional funds that you need to be able to pay stuff off. So you can do it. You it's do not going to be easy, no, but it's you not. can do it. But nothing is easy. Um, you know, that's, that's really worth having. So, yeah. you know, sacrifice is the name of the game. I agree with hundred percent with everything you just said. Um, and then, you know, communicate. Absolutely. Communicate with your spouse, with your partner, with your life partner, make sure y'all are on the same page. And if you are, then, you know, you'll, eventually you'll get through it, whatever that thing no, might just be. let them wake up one day to a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Checking account garnishment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might not end well for everybody yeah. else. Cause I, I think that's might've been the most mad you've ever, he was fuming. Oh my gosh. Cause I'm like, bro, you had at that point, <laughs> how, how long have we been around each other? I mean, we. It was like it was right after. Was it right before the wedding or right after the wedding? It might have been right before. And we it was right before the wedding. So that was five years. Yeah. Yeah. So she had five years to tell me about these poor decisions that she had made in her past, and she didn't. Uh. Um. So you know. <laughs> Maybe I should have asked better questions. You know, so you got some people in life where if you don't ask the right question, you won't get the right answer. So maybe I didn't ask the right questions. So. Um, I'll take that one in the chin. Um, but yo, thank y'all for checking yeah. in. Um, if you haven't already, please make sure that you follow us on social life partner gang. Make sure you like this video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you get all the tea when we upload something new. Yeah. And meet us in the comments. We want to talk about, talk to y'all in the comments, talk to us about how you and your spouse, how you and your partner handle, handle money, how you and your future person, might handle money. Um, you got joint accounts. You have separate accounts. Who handles the money? Yeah, we would love to love to hear your thoughts on it. Let's go back and forth. Let's have a good debate. Um, but again, appreciate y'all for checking us out. I'm James. I am Tina. We are the Life Partner Gang. Gang, gang. We're gonna holler at y'all later. Peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, I melted.